Hey everybody, this is Giancarlo Lino here, and uh, we're back. Another edition of the Soccer Show. Happy to be joined here, as always, by John Nelson of OSG Sports. How you doing, John? Oh, we got a week to go before games count for real in uh, Major League Soccer. And let's see, we had, what, Europa League, Conference League. We had uh, Champions League this past week. So, yeah, for the next uh, 25 minutes or so, dial it up. What's on your mind? Yeah, let's start off with actually with MLS because this whole preseason, a lot of people are up in arms online because some of these aren't televised preseason games. What do you make of that? Did Apple TV make a mistake here, not getting uh, local markets excited before the season? Well, I mean, I, full disclosure, I was part of probably the only preseason match televised in Major League Soccer, and it was because uh, Atlanta United saw the the desire and the need to have the the American Family Insurance Cup match with Toluca televised. It was done locally. And I don't know, uh, depending on satellite and cable and geo-blocking and everything, and I think it was on web on uh, part of the, the parent companies uh, that the produced it, that, air, that was airing it, uh, their network chain. But I don't know. I don't know about geo-blocking online, but we were part of something. And, you know, you're, it's, it's a delicate dance that franchises right now are having to navigate because... It is a it is a new it is a new landscape, and Atlanta United specifically, you know they they wanted to to do as many games as possible, and I'm sure that they you know they tried to turn over any possible uh, stone that they could, and the one that they could was the the AmFam Cup against Toluca, and so we were able to do that one. Uh, I mean, you're dealing with scrimmages that are behind closed doors first and foremost, so that takes that out of the loop. Then you're dealing with competitions that, you know, are not necessarily the most structured things in the world, could go 120 minutes, could go 60, those kinds of things. Then you have the invitationals and the uh, the idea of perhaps, you know, it's like, do we broadcast a 60-minute game? Do we broadcast a 120-minute game if it's not regulation? All these questions that are put forth. <laughs> and uh, and if it's a if it is a competition involving two MLS teams, could that particular tournament even do it with the rules of engagement right now with Apple? And so, right, it's a it is a it's a delicate dance in trying to figure out what you can, what you can't do. And for the most part, teams just uh, tried to focus on what they could do coming into the regular season. Atlanta United uh, decided that they had the, this one opportunity to do it, and they die they they dove in, and we had the the match come up. Uh, Two days ago, man, it's been two days, man. I just every all my days run together right now as we get ready for the regular season. But yeah, two days ago, I think we had the only broadcast of a preseason game involving an MLS team. And how was that? Like, did it look good, shaky? Like, what did you make of it? The quality early on? Well, I mean, you're. It, it was, and, and when I talked to head coach Gonzalo Pineda before the match, I, you know, it's a delicate dance because yes, there's a cup on the line. Yes, there's a trophy attached. But you've got you, you want to make sure that no one leaves injured. And Atlanta United, unfortunately, is going to have to look at uh, two of their younger players, one that was chasing after the backup striker position in the choke Chol, who looked like a hamstring. We'll keep an eye on that. And then uh, their exciting uh, left back left winger, Caleb Wiley, who is as of this morning now in apparently in a concussion protocol after a collision with a Toluca player going after a uh, a challenging a header and that's what you want to try to avoid in the first place 
but you had matches in Mexico against Cruz Azul and Atlante. You had a match against a NISA team in Chattanooga FC, and you're trying to get everyone back to, to match fitness. So the relationships, specifically at the back for Atlanta United, they were, I mean, uh, you know, you've got uh, an academy player in Noah Cobb, who is, uh, who I think now is a, t- a homegrown player. Uh, the contract uh, officially kicked in January 1st. So you've got a homegrown player at one center back slot and one of your other returning center backs who's used to playing right center back, playing left center back in the first, uh, you know, in the first half. So it was, it, it's what you expect, you know, the, the passes, you're just missing because the relationship isn't there yet. The timing's not there. The anticipation isn't there. And, and you know, when you have unfamiliar relationships, you're going to have, you know, confusion and things like that. And so you got to talk to each other. It's, it's on the job training. So, you know, Atlanta United, the, the defense, obviously, you're still missing Luis Abram, who is still, you're still awaiting the, uh, the visa paperwork on him to help out at center back. And the signee, uh, Yorgis Yakamakis who was brought in to be your number one striker, he's in, but once again, you're still waiting for visas. So it's like you're trying to, to work with what you have and figure out what you've got. Luis Arugio has had a fantastic, uh, had a fantastic training camp, and he scored again uh, in the match against Toluca. So I think that's three goals in a couple of games for him. So the, the, I'm not going to say shakiness, but just the learning is still there. You're still trying to figure out, okay, a couple of positions, backup striker, who's going to help out here, who's going to help out there, because you've got, in the second 45, you had guys from Atlanta United, too, who were trying to figure out their place. Is it going to be chasing after a first-team roster spot? Is it going to be with Atlanta United, too, and next pro? Or is it academy? Or is it college, in some cases? And, you know, you're you're dealing with all of that. And, and these academy players... They want to show the first team coach, hey, you know, you've shown this faith in me. Here's what I can do. And we saw that with an example in Luke Brennan, who is going up in the second 45 minutes, going up against guys who are almost twice his age. And he scored a goal to give Atlanta United the lead in the second half against a 32-year-old number one keeper for Toluca. And Luke, I think, is 17, maybe 18. So you have... Guys like Luke Brennan, Andrew Carlton, I mean, uh, it's, uh, uh, Alan Carlton, Andrew's younger brother. You've got a Johnny Fortune who is now on, under contract. All these younger players that want to show that they're worthy of first team appearances and things like that. So it's this dance that you're trying to see and you're trying to get to the other end of everything. And they've got a match tomorrow in St. Louis. Uh, and you're looking at probably the 90 minute match fit part for your first team. And you want to see how they look against a St. Louis side that is going to be an expansion side here in Major League Soccer. So the the long answer to a short question, Giancarlo, is that you had a lot of stuff going on from a lot of different lanes of traffic. And Gonzalo Pineda and his staff are trying to juggle all of it and make sure that you get out the other side getting ready for San Jose next Saturday night. And what do you make of the schedule? Because there's going to be a month of the season where they're experimenting with that new tournament. League's Cup, Do you think right? it's gonna ruin the flow and just tempo of the season? Just be ha- like having a mid-tournament season like that. I, I that remains to be seen, but I think that uh, I know that teams that are uh, in in uh, that are doing well heading into League's Cup, I'm sure they're going to want to continue in leagues in league play. And so 
you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think I think League's Cup will be a, an interesting element in and of itself as to to how it looks when it comes to the integration with the schedule and rosters and health and all these kinds of things. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a fun watch. Look who's in Carmen the car. Sacco driving look in. <laughs> look who's in the car. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this could go bad, but oh, oh, oh. oh no. See now I'm in I'm waiting next, I'm waiting for the next video image. I'm waiting for the next video image here. Oh no. I, I sincerely hope that he first and foremost, I hope he's okay. I, I really hope he's okay. And I'm hoping that it was just the phone that fell. And that yeah, he, I think so. <laughs> that there's nothing else that went wrong. It's like, is it a stoplight? Did what? Did he hit a stoplight? Did he hit the brakes? Did the did the camera go forward? Did the the camera phone go forward and end up at his feet? I mean, that that's a cliffhanger, man. I don't think we've ever had a cliffhanger like that in the history of the network, even with with Carmine or anybody. We haven't had a. Oh, okay. Okay, it's good. All right, that's good. <laughs> Everything's good. That's, that's good. Oh my goodness, we were we were really we were really concerned there, Coach, because we yeah. saw we saw the phone should, drop off. You should be. If you hear sirens in the background, don't worry about it. I'm away from them. <laughs> oh my God! Grunt of thought over there. <laughs> oh. Wow. So, uh, Carmen, as a Oh. How is everybody? Well, doing great. The question should have been more for you after going to black first time you showed up on the camera. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. I think uh, I think the pedestrian's okay. But, uh, <laughs> hey, Lawsuit's not happening. Driving around York there, Carmen? Yeah, I'm around. Just finished practice, actually. Just finished practice with uh, our university slash some league one guys as you guys all know we drew montreal in the first round so that should be fun times <laughs> well yeah, but on that topic but i mean I'm waiting, I'm waiting for johnny's johnny's uh scouting report and how we should approach this game well, I mean, you look at you look at CF Montreal. Hopefully, impact sooner, probably rather than later, maybe possibly. And I I've got concerns about him because Wilfred Nancy is in Columbus. Uh, Georgi Mihailovic is with Azad Alkmar. Uh, I you know the uh, Joaquin Torres I think is in or uh, I think he's in Philly. So a lot of the firepower that's associated with uh, with CF Montreal, I mean, it's it's not there. So it will be very, very interesting. Uh, it was announced apparently that uh, Milievich is out two to three months after knee surgery in the midfield. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of questions for me for Montreal heading into the season. So, I mean, it's I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay. That you got there's an opening there, and you know me, I'm all about team chaos when it comes to cup competitions, coach. Yeah, I'd like to concentrate a little bit on what they have too. So I'm not going to worry about what they don't have, kind of concentrate on what they do have, and what they do have is pretty good, mind you. Uh, they, the Cantero guy up top's not too bad. Um, 
and uh, you know Joy, Joy Saputo, they're back, and Piet and company are 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 still a little bit outside of our budget. <laughs> so one play, one player on that team probably makes uh, six times what our whole club is worth. But you know, we'll give it up the old college try, as we say. Yep. So here's who's here's who's out. We'll go who with who's who's out and then who's in. Uh, out. Georgie Basong, Breza option was declined. Keyshawn Ferdinand option declined. Geraldo Johnson, Pantamus, Yao all declined. Had their options declined. Victor Winyama was eventually re-signed. Loan expired on Corbo. Johnston was transferred to Celtic. Kone was transferred to Watford. Joaquin Torres was traded to Philly a couple of a couple of weeks ago. They re-signed Pantamus. They re-sign Wanyama. They bring in a midfielder, Ilias Iliadis. They get Aaron Herrera in a trade from RSL. George Campbell was brought in in a trade from Atlanta, but George is battling an injury right now. So I'd like to know where they're going to get their goals. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Last time I checked, if you can't if you can't put the ball in the back of the net, least thing that's going to happen after 90 is that you're going to go an extra 30 or to PKs. There's a... Uh... Are you going to be on this head coaching that game? Sorry? Are you going to be head coaching that game for fun? We, we're, we're coaching by association. Why are you always trying to stir crap there? <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is what I'm thinking. Like, once you go into Montreal, the crew there, Montreal's going to see them. I did have the team. Like it's only been two years since I didn't have a team, but yeah, we we've got a good we got we we kind of are 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 promoting within for the men and women. So um, yeah, we'll have a good staff. We'll have a decent staff. We'll be we'll be you know we've lost three quarters of our team as well there, Johnny. So bunch of players going to CPL, uh, you know, bunch of players moving on to different uh, different avenues and pathways that are a little more glorious than than what they're doing now but uh you know an opportunity for the next people coming up the coming up the corridor so we'll see it will be a young group and uh it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see you know how these 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 uh young players react not only in in this game but in the league itself so uh you know in the past we've been really successful with using the young players like i mean names go on and on ryan and ryan raposo and kamal miller and alistair johnson uh, and uh, Dane St. Clair, and, um, you know, Massimo Ferrin. We had a lot of success using young kids in the past, and they've grown to, to bigger, better things, and, and that's what our focus is uh, right now, is, is making sure that the young players are exposed properly, and so are the, the guys that are, are left from, uh, from that team as well, that they're exposed properly and they get the, the appropriate opportunities. So that's our focus. That's what our focus should be. And uh, you know we've got we've got some young players. Unfortunately, we can't use our young NCAA players coming back from uh, school. You know, but there's going to be definitely some names that come through that are are, are going to be important moving forward. And hopefully, we see them moving on into the MLS and NCPL. Just putting uh, Dominic Toretto to shame there, driving, and uh, he's got the phone like. 
I don't know how you're multitasking. All right, like that. John Carlo, hold, hold on. I know John Nelson has to go soon. So next week starts the MLS season. Uh, John, two minutes before you have to go, tell us uh, your thoughts on how Atlanta is going to do this season. Well, if Luis Arujo continues what he's been up to in the preseason, he's going to get back to form from uh, late 2021. Uh, Tiago Almada gets uh, another year with Atlanta United. We know that a lot of folks are going to be calling for him. You get Brad Gazan back. You get Miles Robinson back. You get the spine of your team is there. You bring in uh, Jorgis Yakamakis from Celtic to be your striker up top. You're going to have Derek Etienne Jr. on the left-hand side, Aruju on the right-hand side, Almada in the midfield, uh, Ozzy Alonso coming back from injury to help out as a six. Then your back line, you know, Andrew Gutman, who's done really well on the left-hand side, Brooks Lennon, underrated. Uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for a playoff berth at the very least and a home playoff game at the second. And then I think if everything comes together, they can contend in the Eastern Conference for MLS Cup. All right, I know before you go, can you talk about everybody still asking questions about this Apple deal? Carmen doesn't even have an iPhone. He doesn't know how to work it. He I don't either. I've got an Android. That's fine. I've got an Android, too. People should get Android. But, Giancarlo, what do you have? Oh, I have an iPhone. Of course. <laughs> I just went in the store, have? and they told me whatever was a nice deal, I picked up the iPhone. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, nice all right. Deal. <laughs> nice deal, yeah. Carmen, what do you have before you drop everything? Go ahead. What do you mean? I have a, a iPhone uh, three from nine. No, it's still 19- iPhone. It's still <laughs> iPhone three. Maybe a one three. Knowing you, you you like to spend money on on why electronics. You about stuff. The, why are you always about the outer and not the inner? Why? Okay. Why, Never why, why inner, outer, whatever. Okay, get me in trouble more. All right, John, go ahead. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, it's first year of 10 for the new Apple TV deal season pass uh, started back on the first. There's a lot of content that Apple has put up for each team that's your favorite team. And there will be, I believe, one game that uh, I mean, this first weekend, I think all the games are free on season pass, but you've got to subscribe. If you're a season ticket holder, I believe you get season pass as a part of your deal. And there is some I think you can do some sharing as well as a part of season pass. But uh, they've announced the broadcast crews. They're going to be somewhat regionally dedicated to uh, what you're looking at when it comes to the crews that are going to be on the air. Uh, Your Canadian partners, they're going to have one game a week uh, that's attached to a Canadian team. And I think that it's uh, it's going to end up it's going to be a decent mix of uh, Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver. But there's going to be games outside of the Apple purview to the rights holders to Fox whether it's Fox FS1, what have you. Uh, and uh, I think it's uh, Fox Deportes is picking up the, the Spanish language version here in the States. And then I think it's TSN up at North uh, there in Canada. So one match a week, I think, goes to broadcast television. The rest of it goes to season pass. There's a lot of programming, pre, pre-block, pre-game shows, post-block, post-game shows, 360 shows with uh, Kalen Kyle and Liam McHugh. So looking forward to seeing how they roll it all out. I'm guessing that my weekends are going to be camped out right there on season pass. All right, uh, John, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. And Carmen, he brought you his book. How you got it? John Carlo went out and spent before he got the book. Are you the cheapskate of all cheapskates? Did you get his book yet? I did not. I didn't get his book yet. 
Oh, I thought you got a big box, I, I, Carmen. You got the uh, twenty books. The box? Yeah, weren't you supposed to? Weren't you supposed to bring me one? Wait, wait, now, wait a minute. Hold on, John. What, what he's saying is, you gave him a book. I gotta deliver the guy the book. I gotta. You sent them to Atlanta. You now I have to deliver to the coach the book. And what does John get? What do I get? What does John Carlo get? A PO box at York University. We need to find the the bubble there. The address. Go to lunch there. We, me and me, we can go to lunch there at. Uh, Nino Diversa. Yeah, Nino Diversa. That's, that's right. You know, John? I'm not. I'm not. I already have to organize. Like, organize date night thanks to John. So you guys are organizing this. Date night. Thanks, Wait John. a minute. Listen the to, only tell everybody the truth. Tell everybody the what? truth. Last week I saw you on date night at Burger King. Burger King, man, come on. Where, where did you go for Valentine's Day? McDonald's? Pizza, pizza. Well, to be Joe, she's like, let's go somewhere where we've never, ever been. Never, ever been. She's so excited to take us somewhere, so I got her two tickets. He said, to the he said, and you took her to the dining room. Uh, yeah, as as wondering what? what room of the house you're I was gonna. I was wondering what room of the house you were gonna say. I said dining room, but you said kitchen. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, John. Uh, enough shenanigans from Carmen. Go ahead. <laughs> Easy plays on the twitters at OSG Nelson here on the lower third. Soccer down here. Daily Radio nine oh five until whenever. Uh, we got games of the week tonight in high school five thirty and seven thirty uh, as we tour the state here during high school soccer season. Uh, Atlanta United's uh, programming kicks off next Saturday. With uh, San Jose coming to town, obviously we'll be back before that next Friday. But uh, easiest ways on the Twitter, soccer down here, uh, available iOS and Android for your favorite apps, OSG Sports, available iOS and Android. Me, I'm at OSG Nelson, and it's soccer down here. And don't forget, No Bulls, Strong Lessons in Destiny, book number six is available on Amazon. Great story about a great family in a small town, uh, fighting insurmountable odds and chasing a state championship all at the same time. 236 pages of fantastic reading. You can go to Amazon, do a John Nelson search or a Noble Strong search and get it all figured out. And John, before you leave, Marty Roberts, uh, uh, Carmen's best friend, has chimed in. Who's your pick? Are you going to acknowledge Roman Reigns in Montreal? John Carlo wants to know also. <sighs> this is the Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan uh, yes. pack. But the problem is <laughs> Saudi Arabia. And we know that Sammy's not going to go. So do you have an individual who is your champ who is not going to a marquee event in Saudi Arabia? Do you have the belt happen at Elimination Chamber and have uh, Solo take him out so he does not be, so he's not made available for Saudi Arabia and then everything kicks back in on the road to WrestleMania. So we'll see. Do I want Sammy to do I want Sammy to win it? Absolutely. Do I love how they have written this storyline over the last year? Absolutely. It's been some of the best presentation I've seen in quite some time coming out of Stamford, Connecticut. You've got guys like uh, Jay and Sammy and Roman and Paul who have done fantastic work in all of this. And I, I'm, I, literally, it's one of the best written pieces that I've seen from them in quite some time. Do I want Sammy to win? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. All right, and Carmen's enthralled by it. All yeah, right, thanks a lot, John. Have a great weekend. Be good, y'all.
All right, that's John Freeman Nelson, the Hall of Famer. Now let's uh, we're going to get a little bit serious here with uh, Carmen. Uh, as you could see, Carmen, I don't know if you could see, but I'm wearing a purple shirt. All right, you know why I'm wearing a purple shirt? We uh, I mentioned it with Marty Roberts yesterday on Fired Up Live, the flagship show of the Fired Up Network. Let's talk about ladies soccer. You're you know you coach the men, you coach the ladies, and uh, I want and don't hold back here because you know. Everybody, some guy named John and other websites are waiting for your answer here, okay? So don't hold back. What do you think of this, whatever you want to call it, okay, of this screw-up job here? Tell everybody what you thought, your thoughts on uh, the Canadian ladies' soccer. No comment. After I built this up like crazy, no comment. All right, so you mean John Carlo? This is where this is where I want to know. I just want to know where all this, you know, was in 2015, 14, uh, 16, probably 17 and 18 as well. Um, you know, when the Canadian and 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 this is not this is neither here nor there, this is just a, a, a thought where the Canadian group was when, you know, no one talked about that. The women's team was the only one in the world that was uh, probably three times more funded and given more resources than the med team, men's team. I don't, I don't, you know, obviously there's a big long story and I, I know a lot of it, but I don't want to get into it here, but I don't know where these, where this situation was in 2015 when the women's program was getting three times, maybe more, the funding than the men's program. Not that it's wrong, not that it's right, not that it's anything, but it's the only only association in the world that uh, funded the women three times more. And there was a lot to do with Own the Podium, which was a great initiative. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what happened, but where was all this? Um, and, and, you know, the women are receiving as much money as the men did for the men's world cup. And again, nothing wrong with it. I'm just making a statement. Um, I'm making a statement here. So there's a lot of things. And I know CSA and CSB are, are the villains in all this, which, you know, again, it's just making a statement, but there's a lot of information that's, that's not been, uh, driven or, 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 or provided to social media um, and vilifying the CSA and CSB. And I'm, and I'm not sure, so sure that it's, 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 uh, it, 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 it's, it's fair. So again, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get long into it. Uh, I don't want to get into the motivation of all this happening. And, and you know what? I'm proud proud to say that that we're represented by people like christine st Clair and and diana matheson and company and and uh i think that the the world needs to be a hundred percent an equal place but there's a lot to these stories that people don't know um and i wish that these parts of the stories were, were told and i wish that we fought for equality in 2015 as well so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, I'm sorry, Joe. I, I can't get into a no, no, lot no, of it's the details. Okay, it's okay, but, it's okay, but, but I think I've opened up a lot of a lot of food for thought. 
And I wish people would start dialoguing about this as well and stop vilifying the CSB and the CSA. Um, so, because there's a lot that people don't know. There's a lot that, that people don't know about what state, financial state, the CSA was when they made this deal with the CSB. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, couldn't be forecasted. You know, one of them was obviously the Canadian national team making the World Cup in, in 2022. And, you know, COVID had a lot to do with uh, that situation changing and giving the Canadian men's team the opportunity that they had. So let's let's stop vilifying, you know, the Canadian body and see how we can make it work out. Because, you know, it, we need to make sure that, that you know, statements made are for the betterment of the game. The betterment of the game, both male and female, and the betterment of the game in, in, in the conceptual whole. Because I don't think that we're looking at that. I okay, don't that's think that question. we're... That's that's my next question. Okay, it's you did a great job, like you said, food for thought and all that. But let let's get down to one last question. Maybe John has one, but here's my last question: How can we come to a, a resolution here? Without, you know, can't say it, but we are standing together. They the shirts is enough and all right. And we're five six months from the World Cup. All right, even though they lost to USA last night 2 0, they play on Wednesday again. But how can we come to quick resolution that everybody, male, female, anybody, CSA, CSB, it can be happy with? What do you say? Well, number one is, is CSA, CSB sitting down with, with the. Uh, with the, the, the organizations, the player association organizations that exist right now, um, being upfront about the financial situation that exists, that existed and exists, and just be clear about how they progressed and stop threatening everybody with legal actions and threatening everyone with everything that under the that, that, that is, is, is not good about this game. Let's be upfront, let's be honest, Let's see what can be done and when can can't be done, but understanding that there's an ambiguity in numbers because of the reality of the situation. The, most people know that the CSA was in dire straits. Most people knew that the CSB came in and said, "Hey, we'll give you three million dollars a year," which they were probably making a million dollars a year at that time, and kind of save you three million dollars a year guaranteed, plus a little bit of a percentage on what happens in the marketing form of. And everything else that happens and at, at that point be, being in dire straits and you know a, a bontis a mr bontis who was on the board did what they thought would be the, the the best thing for the for the stability of the association yeah. the players the numbers let's see what we can and can't do and let's go from there and let's stand united all right because I'm not so sure uh, all the men's team, you know, reposted for the women's cause. I'm not so sure that everything happened the way it should have happened. I'm not so sure. But let's be upfront, honest. Let's let's show what we can. It looks like we lost our Carmen for a second here, Giancarlo. Um, let, let me ask. The reality.
Again, it uh, looks like we're having technical difficulties a little bit. He's driving here, and he's very passionate. Carm, can you hear me? I guess he can't hear me yeah, there. Pulling into a driveway. Yeah, we're, we're uh, losing uh, him. Uh, he'll be back in a second, hopefully. But uh, quickly, before he comes back, uh, maybe you want to chime in here. What it, what you think? It, it, he says it very, you know, he's, He's coming in here right now. One second, I'll ask him again. Uh, Carm, can you hear me? No, he's uh, he's out. He, he'll come back in. You know, but chime in a couple seconds with your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think it's obviously uh, good to raise concerns. Uh, the Canadian women's national team felt like they were wronged here, and they're tired of you know the run around there by csa csb they took a stand whether some people think it's right wrong and different uh, they felt that's what they needed to do to finally get open dialogue on this and i just think that csa csb they just need to once and for all instead of having this uh misconception on how much money they make how much money they give out just release all their statements from this year they signed the deal this is the amount of money we were indebted in or how much money we had at the time. This is when CSB came in and this is how much money we're dealing with now, how much we're operating. I think it would just open more people's eyes up to think how much money they actually have and maybe the misconception of how much they earn. And from there, then you can have your committees and you can have the women's national team representatives, the men's national team representatives go in a room, go in a conference with it, and they can find out a deal that works best. Maybe there's an out from the CSB and whoever comes in can offer more and maybe the CSB can find an, a, a resolution of that and a settlement to say, okay, maybe we'll take less and we want to be compensated. So I think it just needs to go in to break open the books there and find out how much money they had, how much money they're giving out and uh, see how you can divide that up equally. As you can see, Carmen drove into his driveway. He has a nice hat on and everything yeah. like that. Look at Giancarlo. Can you have the hair like him? Anyways, let's let's talk about this, okay, Carm? I, I wanted to get your thought. Yeah. Everybody should get paid equally and all that. But whatever happened, especially with soccer, you are a guy who does it for the love of the game, for the love, the passion. When you speak, it's passion. Whatever happened to that? Where did we lose that? Everybody's talking about uh, hundreds and millions and trillions of dollars, okay? But when you're 5, 10, 15, 20, the players you're coaching, do they talk about, oh, yeah, the, I want to make $600 billion or just go out and play and have fun? Whatever happened with the passion that you need? No, I, I, I agree with you to a certain point, but that's not the reality we live in, right? That's not the reality we live in and not the, the statement that that uh, people should be making. I mean, are, everyone's fighting for equality. And, and are, are we getting close in this world? Was doing the World Cup in Qatar a statement of of how far we are still? But that's not the world we live in. And, and, and you know, it's it's fair for people to make statements. Um, but, I, 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 yeah, in, in, in a utopian existence, Every the CSA, the CSB, the women's team, the men's team should sit down, and, and uh, you know there's all kinds of situations where they're just it's a it's a political cesspool, 
right? You know, the announcement of the Women's League in 2025, um, you know, pretty much without the CSA uh, involved at all, uh, kind of, you know, backdooring everyone and, 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 you know, good and bad for, for Diana and, and Christine St. Clair making that. And good and bad because, you know, they're very educated and they're, they're very prepared. But, and, and they've, they've done an, an amazing uh, job in the social media with it as well. And that's the world we live in. And, and I would be naive to think that they're, they're, that politicizing and maneuvering uh, through, through social media isn't part of it anymore. And the big thing is money as well. Um, is money, um, you know, are, are, should the women have a chip on their shoulder and, and say, hey, why don't, why haven't they done a good enough job to provide a, a pro league? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, are they going about it the right way? I hope so. I hope so. But it would have been a lot more um, kind of, a, 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 I mean, we, we have Mr. Kerfoot who could probably run the league himself from Vancouver, who's, you know, heading this whole, uh, part of this whole operation, which is fantastic. But why can't we sit down at a table and make it work? Why can't we, we organize the plans that, that you know, the, the CSA hired Brecar Harris to do a job? Why can't we organize the thoughts of, or the plans that she, the blueprint she has and the blueprint that Diane and Christine have moving forward and the, their group? Why can't we just organize that? Why does everything have to be a, a, a social media um, battle or why does it have to be so about the perception rather than the substance i, I just if that that obviously again my naivety and everything about it is 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 coming through it but like why can't we make a make a political statement together um and, and there's stuff that i don't know for sure but why can't why couldn't diana and Brecar harris the, the the girl uh hired to do her job to bring professional soccer to canada and the women's national team players and that and their group come together and put and Mr. Kerfoot and the Calgary Foothills come together and say, hey, this is what our blueprint is. This is our plan. How can we help each other? Right. And, and again, it's about CSA all the time. I'm not so sure that's fair. Uh, I'm not so sure that everyone has the proper information. And I, I really think that, that this needs to be uh, resolved, but at the only time we resolve things is, is that people start talking about both sides of the story. Um, and here's the other thing, much like, I don't know if you know what's going on with ladies hockey, there's two organizations, the PHF and PWHPA, there's two leagues or whatever, they can't come to the table. Why doesn't soccer ladies team up with hockey ladies, team up with tennis and all that, and come with like an organization? Okay, we mentioned, and I'm I'm gonna say this, it has sort of to do, but when Damar Hamlin had CPR on the field, you could see LeBron James texting, you could see NBA coming together, the hockey coming together, everybody coming together. What about all these ladies' sports come together and do something about it? We live in a you said it, we live in an age where social media, John Carlos texting me oh did you see this what happened on twitter and facebook and all that there's nothing nobody reads the newspaper nobody here old school style do it for the love game everybody wants to make the buck the buck the buck but where's gonna be where the buck stops and let's come together as male female you play sports we support you and, and 
when's that going to happen? You're the coach. You you teach these kids. You you know, when is that? Are we far away from that? Because there's two organizations for hockey. You talk about CSB, CSA, and all that for soccer. We, we talk every sport has something going on here. Why don't, does somebody come? There's billions of dollars. Hell, I'll mention again, sports. Tom Brady just retires. He signs a contract 10 years, $335 million. Michael Jordan has it. Today is Michael Jordan's 60th birthday, almost as old as Giancarlo Mino. All right? So okay, uh, happy birthday to Michael Jordan. But he hasn't played a game in 20 years. He made this year $340 million, not even playing a game. Why doesn't Michael Jordan stand up and say, Hey, okay, I support the ladies, basketball, hockey, soccer, anything. Go ahead. Well, again, I, I'm going to just focus on the the soccer part of things. And, and we, at this point, the U.S. Women and the U.S. Soccer Federation set, set a standard, which is absolutely 100% spot on. Should be even. Should be everything should be even. And like what's going to happen when you know the, the canadian soccer association gets their payout from from the 2022 world cup half of the money is going to go to the women's women's uh players okay so that's what what's been negotiated that's what's going to happen um as far as i know according to the script that was uh the narrative that was given and the, the so that's what's what's going to happen and which probably should happen and that's what happens only in the u.s and only in canada so great, um, but I don't understand and like where there's that disconnect still. Um, uh, what else, you know, what, what can the CSA do more for their players? Uh, yes, that needs to be discussed. Um, and and uh, that needs to be uh, solidified, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, where were all these discussions in 2015 and 2014 and 12 and all these things? That's that's what like great that we're having it right now, but we're we're a lot more equal than we were in, in those days than we are now. Uh, just just saying, just saying, like where are all the facts and what's driving this? Is my other question too. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's driving this? The fact that. They haven't invested in a women's league fair. If that's one of the points that's driving this, great. Uh, is it is it someone or something else that's driving it behind the scenes to kind of create this uh, this this uh, you know this this political disconnect? Is it is why like so? There's there's issues. There's issues, and you know, and there's so much social media that are attached to these things. But I I don't like it. That's all I can say. I don't like it. I think something smells, um, but do I think that the women deserve equal? Absolutely. Uh, are they getting equal? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but again, I don't know all the details. So, uh, you know, I, I preface. What are we fighting for? Exactly. It, and if what, somebody should look what, into the men. What are the men getting? And then that's it. Simple. Put. Listen, I'm, I'm, and I'm joking when I say this, but as you know, Carm, I'm the president of provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America, and I reveal it here. I'm running for the mayor of Toronto, all right? I'm going to run for the mayor of Toronto, okay? So if there's no problem with Canadian men's soccer, 
if the if it, the money's right and all that, why don't we just see, okay, here's what we pay the men, here's what we pay the lady, bingo, bango, and that's it. What's the problem? From my understanding, the, the only discrepancy is, is what they're getting paid um, and what the girls are getting paid right now or, or what they had to cut out of it because of, you know, and, and, and there was, there was the, the, the misleading things at, at times was, you know, uh, they, they present things that, you know, during the World Cup qualifying, the men had 11 camps or 12 camps, whatever it was. And the women only had five or six. Yeah, because they were in, they had World Cup qualifying and they had to travel and play all these games. Um, you know, so how do you maneuver things? How, do, how does the world kind of look at things that as, as the balanced imbalance? Do you understand what I'm saying? So there's all kinds of situations where we look at, oh, there's an inequality. The men have only 11, yeah, but if you look at the maybe the Olympic year, the woman had 10 or 11, and the men maybe had four or five. Okay, that's a good point. If we look at the, let's, let's the balance of imbalance, and we look at the real, the real, the reasons why everything's happening and why the money's spent in different situations. There'll be there'll be a process to it. So we need to. That's what the CSA needs to come out and stop being the punching bag and say, "Hey, Christina, uh, Quinn, uh, whoever else, Davies, Laren, come, Alistair, sit with us. This is the reality of the situation." You can't just post facts in social media without a background. And you know what? Again, you know, and that was a bit about a part of the process. There was like, an, an, it's, it's a balanced imbalance because of reasons that were absolutely fair. The women's team at the Pan Am game had 30, 20 staff versus three, four for the men's. It's, it was fair and it made sense because of, the reasoning behind it. But let's not look at it and say, oh, boom, they went on 12 trips, they went on six trips, they had seven camps. But no, there was a World Cup qualifying process in there that people turn a blind eye to. There's reasoning behind, beyond, beyond, behind it. And you can't just use numbers and skew them the way you want to skew them. So what I like I'm saying is let's look at the reasons why there's a balance to the imbalance. Let's look at those reasons, um, and then and, and let's figure that out. Uh, let's make statements where they're due. There, let's make statements in in reasonable, um, in, in, in with with reason. Um, so, and and again, equality is a statement made regardless of the situation in Canada. And I'm proud to say that they wore their purple. Um, but let's not and let's not let's not. Uh, focus on the one thing, reason they did that, that that's, they made that statement with their purple shirts. There's big time reasons for it. And there's, there's a, a conceptual hole that they made that statement with, but it, it, let's not use the CSA as the only reason they did that because it shouldn't be their, their motivation to do that. So my question is here, we're having a great discussion. Why is nobody calling up Carmen Asako and saying, let's get to the table. Let's get down to the bottom of this because there's people who are mad here. There's, there's a World Cup at stake. Okay. But opinions, the opinions, you should preface the situation that the opinions expressed are not. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 listen. So I'm listen. just making 
I'm making I'm making statements out of the information that I have. I'm not I'm not saying one is good or one is bad. I'm saying equality is good. I'm saying the men and women should receive equal pay. I'm saying that there at times there's going to be an imbalance. Uh, a balance to the imbalance because of situations. The Women's World Cup coming up. Uh, all these in, all these things are going to imbalance and be favorable to the woman, right? Just like, for whatever reason, maybe on the podium was the reason, and it made sense back then. No one, no one ever brought up the fact that from 2000 and whatever it was, 12, up to you know the the, the Olympics, the women were provided more resources, and again. That's a reality. That's not me throwing stuff around or, or finding numbers like, uh, you know, in, in some way. It's the reality and it was the appropriate, correct reality. But when it comes to different situations, don't use it against them because there is a balance to the imbalance that we all have to look at. Carm, I just have another question here. I, I mentioned I'm running for the mayor of Toronto. Do I get your vote? Uh, absolutely not. What? Absolutely. Not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't be living with rich. You can't even vote. I need you to stuff the ballot box. All right. I need you to stuff the ballot box. All right. So let's great great discussion. Let's get off it for because I think we're going to talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. But Messi's dad came out yet last night and said his son is not going to play in Barcelona. Your thoughts, Carm? Oh, PSG, well, not going to play in Barcelona. What do you mean? Oh, play for Barcelona? Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Why? Well, I, 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 are they trying to get him back? I mean, I think he's at, a, he's at a progressive level in his career where, you know, he's thinking about his future. Uh, he's still playing at an incredible level at, in, in Europe at PSG, probably the most talented team in the world. Um but him going back to Barcelona, uh, I mean, that's that's not a far-fetched state, statement. Life moves on. People move on. Barcelona will always be the most important part of his career, the most important part of Barcelona's, uh, well, one of the most important parts of Barcelona's itself, his whole, their whole history. But, yeah, but the transition and progression and moving on is part of life. All right, and... Have you heard anything of uh, right here, Bimo Field preparations for World Cup? And is anybody talking about the World Cup preparations and all that from what you hear? Absolutely, absolutely, they're talking about it, and, and that'll be a, a fifty thousand seat stadium with with reasonable development, and um, I think it'll be a, a a very good World Cup venue. Um, and just as you know, not all state stadiums, even in Qatar, were. You know, a hundred thousand, and there was there were some fifty thousand stadiums that that you know looked looked fantastic. That that obviously provided an incredible atmosphere. And I think BMO will be that. And I think that uh, you know Bill Manning and MLSE are 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 preparing for that development. And uh, you know, and again, there's another situation that the CSA needs to work with, and and Concacaf itself needs to needs to work with as well. So there's all kinds of uh, issues uh, and, and, and obstacles that need to be fulfilled for this to come to fruition. But yes, right. lots of talk of it. One more question, and then Giancarlo looks like he's sleeping, so I'm going to let him to chime in here. Uh, we heard about Herdman going to coach and going 
what's the latest you hear about Herman? Is he going to coach? I know we're three years away. Team Canada in 2026 World Cup. I would not see why not. I, 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 I think yes, because he's got a contract. Number one, he's got a contract till 2026. Number two, he was their leader when they qualified for a World Cup. Um, and number three, there's no no reason for for him to leave or or the CSA to uh, you know get rid of him. Like I, I just don't. I mean, whatever whatever motivated anyone to come out and say, you know, maybe who knows who knows the dynamics of all these situations. Who knows? Like maybe it was the you know. Could, there's so there's so many ways to twist this story. Maybe it's the CSA looking for some more attention because on the men's side. There's so many. I mean, I I I, I know uh, like I, I I know what was that that uh, that 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 show. There's all kinds of TV shows where they have twists and turns and stories and this and that and how we get attention back to the men's team. Maybe that was a way to get attention back to the men's team. Maybe you know it was it was a ploy by social media. Maybe a ruse. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. He wants you want me to turn the attention to you. I'll, I know you texted me, told me not to say this. John Carlo, write this down because this is earth shattering news. He wants me to turn the attention to to Car uh, Carmen Asako. Carmen Asako is thinking about a career change. He's thinking about a career change. He's thinking Vancouver Canucks have called them up and said prior to getting Rick Tockett, they said Carmen, you have taught. The, the male and female for soccer. Can you teach them how to skate and play hockey? And Carmen was seriously thinking and negotiating this, but he didn't like the Vancouver Canucks logo. That's what you told me. Is that true? Absolutely. Every every last word is... See, All right. we just... There you All go. Right. So go ahead, uh, John Carlo. I'll let you chime in here. Go ahead. So Ancelotti's not uh, in the running there? Do they have enough money to bring him in? No, he's not in the running. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't keep, I wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, our old CSA president who, uh, who, had, who kind of was the, uh, the architect of, of bringing the World Cup to, to Canada um, and the architect of the, the CPL and all, a lot of things. I wouldn't put it past now that he's CONCACAF president. Uh, he's, his, his, he probably aimed high and probably spoke to Ancelotti before he spoke to uh, maybe Zambrano or, or about being the national team coach. And, you know, and then obviously he's got a home in Vancouver. He's got a, a Canadian wife. And, you know, I mean, he was cheering for Canada because Italy wasn't in the World Cup. Uh, you know all kinds of signs, and I and I, you know the the uh, the 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 confidence and audacity of a uh, of Victor Montagnani probably uh, would have you know made it a, a big reason to bring him. But right now, John Herdman has earned his position. Uh, John Herdman has a contract till at least twenty twenty six, and uh, I, I don't think that there's any way he's going anywhere. Even on CPO that you mentioned that, uh, what do you make of the Canadian men's national team calling it a minor league? Uh, well, and uh, I mean, I don't know what that statement was driven by, but a lot of those guys were playing in that minor league before they became big time. 
And and you know what? Uh, Alistair Johnson's and the Mark Anthony K's and that, they all play League One Ontario. Um, so to get to that progressive level, uh, they, they really should understand the process. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and never forget where you came from, right? And a lot of those players, Kamal Miller and Dane St. Clair, a bunch of them owe those minor leagues to their growth and their development. So I, I, I want to say that I want to protect those guys and say that comment was out of context. And I do believe that that comment was taken out of context. Um, and, uh, I, I really hope that, uh, it was taken out of context because you never forget where, where you came from. You never forget what, what, what made you not only a professional player, but a professional, a, a, a better person. Um, and I think that all of them, if they, if they could make the statement about where they came from, they would definitely say that, that league one Ontario and um, whatever else, uh, I could name a whole bunch of players that came out of them. Even Daniil Henry came played played in uh, CPSL for for Toronto FC. A lot of those players came out of the Toronto. Jonathan Osorio came from CPSL. Those minor leagues, um, you know, they're they're. they're I think that that uh, they would be very quick to praise the development they got at those levels. So. I'm going to say that the statement was made out of context. That was a nice uh, political answer. You have a future in politics there, Carmen. And he's my, he's my uh, vice president. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I, it's disheartening <laughs> that they said that. It's disheartening that they said that. So, and I, I, I have a, I have a very good friend and a bunch of very good players uh, involved in one of the organizations now, and there's nothing amateurish about them. All right. We have a question from uh, Patricia and says, Carm, how important is stretching before the games? He, she always sees them stretching. And is there too much stretching before the game or is there no, sorry. Is there uh, enough stretching and is there too much in your opinion, I'm thinking about the age group. I'm thinking about uh, the level she's referring to. Um, I think obviously the the dynamic argument versus uh, you know versus the the um, static, all that stuff is is you know probably uh, better dealt with by a uh, you know a, a true uh, a, a sports scientist or. A, or an athletic therapist, or uh, or a strength and conditioning coach. I think so. I'll leave those questions to uh, to those professionals and those people that have a better base than myself. But I think it's all relative to a bunch of things, especially age age appropriate stuff. But right. uh, thank you for listening, Patricia. Oh, you see, now you're. If if his name was Patrick, would you even do? Anyways, so <laughs> so here's the question for you. We we always close out the show with tell us about your teams, York uh, men and ladies. So go ahead, tell us about what, Tuesday, fifteen degrees today, minus seventeen. What adjustment is that, uh, Carm? Yeah, I mean we have our bubble up, so a lot of bubbles coming up, a lot of permanent structures coming up uh, around the city. So a lot of you know grassroots and and. Um, 
and uh, you know, players at all levels are getting to play more. Uh, so we're we're in the bubble, you know, four at least four times a week uh, with with our groups, and and they're they're working hard, but they they should have a lot to be motivated to do because uh, uh, last year, as as much as the season went well, it didn't end off well, and so they should be motivated, and they should have a massive chip on their shoulder to motivate them. And and last year didn't end up well. Was that the coach's fault? Absolutely. It's always the coach's fault. John Carville, stop blaming the coach. All right, stop blaming coach. Of course, he's headmaster coach. Is there, no is sensei. It? Sensei uh, Asako. Oh, tell me about this karate crit crap already. <laughs> sensei, sensei. Sensei Asako. Try to say that 200 times, all right? Sensei Asako. All right, Carm, this is the first show of 2023. Don't I look better? Oh. Don't I look amazing. I'm the manager. I'm I'm gonna be the main FC, Giancarlo. What about Toronto FC? Go ahead, go ask him about Toronto FC. Their preparation, you know, the team that's coming along, you know, the holes, the deficiencies, their moves at center back with edges. You know what? We'll see. Lot to be lot to be said, but I think that the 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 main question mark again is 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 Michael Bradley gonna be able to cover enough ground as their number six in the 4-3-3 system? Is he going to be able to press and cover spaces when Osario and Mark Anthony go press? Is Mark, Mark Anthony and Osario going to make a commitment to defending? Uh, are they going to have some continuity this year? Are Bernadeschi and Senia going to get enough goals? Uh, is Jimenez going to be the proper number nine? Uh, are, is Dia going to have moments where they can, where they can uh, you know, uh, create wins out of uh, 94th minute situations. So there's a lot of question marks on, on that team. And, and uh, a lot of people are questioning their, 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 their decisions. You know, their back four is obviously going to look a lot different. Uh, you know, Luria is going to be there from the beginning. Um, and, you know, he came in lights out. Um, and hopefully he, he continues to play at that level. Uh, you know, is, is, is that left side uh gonna be problem gonna be solved where does peruzza your boy peruzza fit into the equation this year we're in sebastian uh, jovinko coming back is atiba hutchinson joining the oh team those God. are the kind of questions people want to know yeah so there's a lot of a lot of uh answers uh, you know you know is the locker room okay you know is, is insigne and bernadeschi are they good for the locker room uh, you know, all that stuff are, are great soap opera stories that we're going to find out very soon, very soon, you know, going into a DC United team with, uh, that struggled and, uh, you know, is struggling and struggle is their word. And is Rooney, is Rooney going to be the, the, you know, the, the savior of that group or, or going to be kind of the emperor that falls? A lot of great questions, uh, in the MLS, a lot of great narratives. And TFC is probably one of the top three on that list for sure. And don't forget MLS and specifically TFC begins next Saturday. Next, can you believe that? Next Saturday here next week. Uh, Carm, by the way, we start the show at noon now, all right? So, <laughs> so noon next Saturday, a preview of the MLS and all the questions that Carmen Asako asked, John Carlos is going to answer them next Saturday. And if he doesn't answer, John Nelson will answer them. And if he doesn't answer, I will answer. All the questions is yes. TFC is going to make the playoffs this year. 
bank on it, book it, whatever you want. I said make the playoffs. I didn't say win the MLS Cup. I said make the playoffs. And if they don't, I'm going on here and saying there's going to be a new coach, and you may be looking at him. All right? But you may, yeah, you may, <laughs> the guys, yeah, I'm talking about Giancarlo. All right? I'm talking about Giancarlo. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm talking I don't about have the Giancarlo. credentials for that. And by the way, by the way, can you turn around a second, Carm? Can you just turn around one second? I got to say something. Okay, you see, there's a light fixture there. The light fixture is supposed to be facing you, not behind you. All right? Do you have to go to TV class here? The light fixture goes in front of you, not behind you. Tomato, tomato, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you won't have anyone watching. Yeah, well, we, we have already people watching. All right, Giancarlo Alino, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at John underscore 411, Instagram, Giancarlo underscore Alino. Uh, check out my articles on firedupnetwork.ca. And if you're in Toronto, check me out on Vibe 105. We have a special Black History Month exclusive there with uh, former Raptor Tracy Murray. That's going to be coming up. And uh, Sports Kita, check out my interviews there. I'm uh, talking to some of the OGs of the UFC. Recently spoke to Dan the Beast Severn, UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, nice hour-long chat with him, so uh, check that out. And and on, on Vibe, I saw you had uh, an interview with some guy named Carmen Asako. Did you approve that through his agent? Uh, I guess not, eh? Car yeah, my people Car and his people had lunch. and <laughs> Yeah, people have lunch. Never takes me for lunch. Well, well, Carm, how many times do I tell you when people ask you for interviews, you go through your agent? All right. I don't want to know that you don't even tell me about interviews with some guy, John Carlo Lino from 5105, from Skeeta, from Fired Up Network. But I don't want you got to tell me. He was, that was like the, the Watergate uh, interview. I had no idea he was taping anything. We we're talking on Facebook. You yeah, have no idea. This is why the camera, the, the camera thing's supposed to be in front of you, not behind you. All right, Carl? In front of you, not behind you. My right, bad. Carl, tell everybody, forget about how to get a hold of you. You can't get reached. Huh? I go through me to get reached. But tell everybody what you have planned this weekend, soccer-wise. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a scrimmage on Sunday with the men, actually. I think Western's coming to town. Uh, and then lots of uh, just scouting and watching and hanging out and... and, and, and uh, uh, you know, Saturday for the family. That's, that's, people are really, why do you ask me that question? Who cares? They don't. <laughs> no, because you know why? You know why? Uh, Carlo knows this. Christmas Guys, doesn't know. Oh, what are you hold doing? On. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you. Christmas. <laughs> they drive to the store. I still, I, I still, I still didn't get a Christmas Hanukkah present from, from Carmen. For, for my, forget about Valentine's. For my birthday, which was last week. We he he texted me, he, Joe. I'm gonna take you to you know, the first. I'm gonna you can have anything you want. Doesn't even call and say happy. What's going on with this guy? He he calls I'm, me the ancient. He doesn't tell me anything. To Joe, happy birthday to no, no, Joe. No, 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 I don't want that. that no, now, now, because you missed it, you're gonna have you're gonna have a double payment, double payment. Okay, double payment. let's go. Let's do it. I'm at York every day. You just pick the day. No, no, I, don't need, I don't need to come to you. I'm the president of the provinces of Canada. You pick the day. You pick the day and we'll do it. 
Saturday. You said it's Saturday day, aren't I part of No, on Saturday we have an exciting event. I apologize. We have a speaker series that we do through Vaughn Soccer Club, which is uh, we're going to do uh, uh, Dr. Beth McCharles is doing a set on, um, on uh, social media, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we're bringing in all our athletes and giving them a, a kind of um, course on, uh, you know, what, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, uh, uh, what the world is, and probably give them some tools on, you know, getting them off social media once in a while. Uh, like is, uh, not our show, though. They can watch our show, that's for sure. Um, but And then we're doing a, a, a section on uh, high performance, and we hope to have a section coming up in our speaker series on uh, on diversity training and diversity. So, yeah, so Vaughn Soccer Club, we're at, the, um, we're at uh, oh my, Riviera, uh, 9 a.m. with Dr. Beth McCharles. And she's going to be doing uh, two, series, two speaking sessions this week, and we'll do a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of training as far as with our, our athletes um, from 12 and up. It should be a, a great uh, learning experience. If you guys want to join, let us know. Come on. It's at the Riviera Park um, and uh, Dr. Beth McCharles uh, in association with the Vaughn Soccer Club. So come out. Come out. Go, go out there. It's uh, simply uh, a great uh, series there and go out and support uh, and they'll teach you. John Carlo. We'll do it. You need to know social media and all that. But I have one final question, and I usually don't do this, but but Carmen Asako, good personal close friend of mine, he said he just texted me. He's going to give me a thousand dollars for my birthday and all that. Car, Carm, let me ask you. I'm thinking about popping the question. All right, I'm thinking about popping the question. But now you have years of how how long? Tw- Twenty years marriage? 25, 45, 55 years? All right. So first of all, what's your advice? For me, popping the question, and what's your advice? Once uh, to pop the question, and hopefully she says yes. Do I wait a year? Do I wait two years? Do I wait ten years? Uh, I can't hear you. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. <laughs> losing me. All right, John Carlo cannot answer that question, but but I will be at that series taking the mic from the doctor and asking you that question, embarrassing you in front of millions and millions. I- I will refer you to the dad on Family Guy. (laughs) Peter Griffin. Is he better than Homer Simpson? All right. On that note, have a great weekend. Before the groom is walking out, he's like, goodbye, freedom. Goodbye, (laughs) telling the truth of how many beers I have. Goodbye, money. And other things that I can't mention at this point. But I'm going to leave on that note. You have a great, great evening, guys. You guys take care of yourself. And uh, marriage is amazing. You should definitely do it, Joe. All right. On that note, I don't know if he's being sarcastic, John Carlo, but thanks for watching the soccer show. Thank you to John Freeman Nelson, Carmen Asako, and John Carlo Lino. Stay tuned for more great programming here on the Fired Up Network. Thanks, Black Arms.